because at the end of the day, as business owners, we can tell our story of our brand and tell our vision and our mission better than anybody else. And this will always be the case, no matter who you bring into your business, how amazing they are, how much they understand your brand and your vision and your values. You as the founder or as the business owner, as the CEO, will always be able to tell your story the best. Hello, my name is Jara. I'm the founder and managing director of Jampact Agency, and you are listening to the Jampact Podcast. If you know me or if you've ever spoken to me about digital marketing, you will know how passionate I am about humanizing digital marketing. But I am well aware that since I started in this industry five years ago, the whole concept of humanizing your digital marketing has almost become a bit of a buzz phrase in that everyone talks about it, but does anyone actually know what it is? So I'm really excited about today's topic because I'm going to talk about what humanizing digital marketing means to me and five ways that you can actually humanize your content today. When I looked up the definition of humanizing your digital marketing, nothing really stood out to me. So I kind of just sat with myself for a second and thought, okay, well, what does humanizing your content actually mean to me? And to me, it means demonstrating the vision, the values, and the story that make your brand unique. It means telling your story of not just how you originated as a brand and as a business, but how you're evolving each day as a brand. What makes your brand tick, or more importantly, who makes your brand tick? It means allowing your audience to get to know, like, and trust you as if your brand were a person with its own set of values, beliefs, triumphs, challenges. It means sharing stories, big and small, about the ins and outs of your business. It means tapping into your unique voice and positioning your brand as a thought leader within your industry, giving your brand a personality. It means being authentic, transparent, and taking your audience along the journey with you. And last but not least, it means tapping into not only who your audience is, but how do they feel? And more importantly, how do you want them to feel when they consume your content or interact with your brand in any way? So when I did some research on the existing advice that's out there right now around humanizing your digital marketing content, the ideas, they sucked. (laughs) Okay, they didn't suck. They they just felt very generic and I was reading them like, yeah, 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 everybody does this. Everybody shares team photos. Everybody knows that you can share fun facts about the people in your team. And while that is certainly a step in the right direction and I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing that, I am saying that sharing fun facts and photos of your team to me isn't quite enough to cut through the noise and to actually stand out from the crowd I think we need to be digging a bit deeper and thinking outside of the box, challenging our ideas and not just putting up a team photo and thinking that that's going to develop an emotional connection with our audience. So with that said, I'm going to dive into five ways that you can humanize your content. Number one, choose a brand voice and stick to it. Your brand voice is the personality that your brand uses across each and every touch point that it ever has with its customers. 
I could probably dedicate an entire episode to tone of voice itself because it really is such a big topic and there is a lot that can go into it. It's such an important one. And I think that it's something that every business, no matter what size, whether you've just started as a business or whether you're an established massive company, I think everyone should have guidelines around their brand tone of voice if you want to stand out from the noise. To me, tone of voice means brand consistency and brand consistency is what creates trust between you and your potential customers. It's also what makes your brand likable and people connect and do business with brands and people that they like and trust. So it makes sense to have a really strong tone of voice. My biggest advice around tone of voice would be to not look at what the competition are doing. Don't look at how your competitors sound and try and replicate that. Don't develop your brand voice based off what you think sounds cool or trendy, but base it off these things instead. One, your company values. I think if you have a really strong sense of what your company values are, it's really easy to check in on your tone of voice and make sure that you actually sound like you align with those values. Using jam-packed agency as an example of this one, we have four company values and we have a document that we've prepared that underneath each of those values, we've defined what that actually means. So one of our values is spirited. It means passionate, it means enthusiastic, and it means proactive. It means we love what we do, We connect with people on the same wavelength. We are approachable and our enthusiasm is infectious and we are collaborative contributors. So to me, when I read those sentences, it tells me how I want my brand to sound. I want us to sound enthusiastic, passionate, proactive, approachable, happy, bubbly. So if you can sit down and nut out what your company values are, it's so much easier to determine a tone of voice that you want for your brand that aligns with those from there. The second thing that you might want to consider when you're developing your brand tone of voice is what do you want your audience to feel when they interact or see your content on your website, on your emails, on your social media? What is it that you want them to feel? Do you want them to feel motivated? Do you want them to feel excited? Do you want them to feel hopeful? happy, surprised. Maybe you want them to feel validated when they see your content or really understood. Whatever it is, I hope it's a positive emotion that you're trying to evoke in your customers. Sometimes other brands can go down the path of trying to make their audiences feel guilty or shame, which I don't fully agree with. But if you are tapping into what you want your audience to feel when they see your content, it's really easy to put that into your brand voice and to make sure that that brand voice is actually evoking those kind of emotions. And then thirdly, what to consider when developing your brand voice is what do you want your audience to know about your brand? So again, using my own business as an example for this one, I want our audience to know that jam-packed agency is strategic. We're innovative. We're kind people. I want people to know that we're leaders within our field and that we can be trusted And I want people to know that we're proactive. So to me, when I put it down to key words and key categories, I find it really easy to establish a tone of voice from those categories. So we want to sound strategic, kind, leaders, proactive, enthusiastic. And that to me is so much easier to create content when I've got those categories in mind. 
Again, I think tone of voice could be something that I definitely dedicate an entire episode to, but I hope that that is enough to help you get started with it. Tip number two of how to humanize your digital marketing content is to incorporate digital storytelling into your content strategy. I feel like the term digital storytelling is another one of those buzz phrases in our industry. It sounds a bit intimidating, but to me, it's probably one of the easiest and most impactful ways to humanize your content. Stories are what engage people by making a topic that your brand is talking about relatable, and it allows your audience to be able to develop that emotional connection to you and your brand, which subsequently encourages people to engage with that story and take action as a result of seeing it. I actually know this as a fact because I have always incorporated digital storytelling into our own content marketing strategy, and it is hands down the way that I have built such strong connections with people online that I haven't even ever met before. They follow along our journey and they listen to the stories that we tell as a brand, and they've gotten to know me and the team and the business so well over the years that they honestly feel like friends at this point, and a lot of them have turned into clients. Similarly, when I look at our best performing content for both our clients and for Jampact, it's always hands down the content that we're sharing stories that performs the best. So this is an absolute must when it comes to humanizing your content. To me, digital storytelling is the art of weaving stories into your content and making them relevant to your industry, to your business, to your brand, to your customer. And there's a couple of ways that I do this. One, I tell old stories and make them relevant to my business. And I'll give you an example in a moment. And two, I tell stories as they happen within my business. Digital storytelling is a hard one to describe over a podcast. So I thought what I would do as an example is to actually read out a caption that I wrote that was one of my best performing posts on my personal business page that I told an old story and brought it back into making it relevant to my business. So I'm going to read it out. When I was seven, I remember being bullied by my classmates for having eyebrows that are too high. Hearing that for the first time felt like my world was coming to an end. Life was over. I was done. Seven-year-old me was ready to throw in the towel forever and accept the fact that I'd probably never have friends with eyebrows this ridiculously high. Of course, now I'm able to look back at those comments I got in primary school, laugh and see the bigger picture that I wasn't able to at the time. This week, I've had a few pretty awful moments at work that have felt soul-crushing without trying to sound too dramatic. Pretty sure I've texted my dad, I'm a failure, at least four times. Hashtag lol. But this is me reminding myself to look at the bigger picture. The shitty moments that made me feel like my world was ending this week won't hold that much weight forever. Sometimes when something bad happens to us in business or even just as humans, to be honest, it can feel like the end of the world. One mistake, mean comment, or bad day can trigger a whole lot of unnecessary and negative self-talk. So as I go into the weekend, I'm focusing on the bigger picture and showing myself a little more kindness, starting with Uber Eats and a 9pm bedtime. If you had a tough week too, I hope you're doing the same. So that caption was simply just paired with a photo of me and it was 
one of my most engaged with posts ever on my personal business page. I got, I think it was 40, yeah, 42 comments and I had some really amazing chats and just developed some connections with people off the back of that post because not only was it relatable, it was endearing, it motivated people who might be feeling the same at the end and just allowed people to get to know me on a much more personal level. Other ways that I like to tell stories are actually telling stories as they happen within the business. And I want to use another example for this one because I did it in voiceover format recently where I told a story about a client that basically came to us. They were really struggling and we helped them out. And I loved this story. I wanted to be able to tell it in our content and I thought a voiceover would be the perfect way to do it. So I'll actually play it for you guys just so you can see this example. It's happened about eight months ago, but it's still probably one of my favorite stories. We sat down with a long-term client of ours. Uh, They've been with us for over four years now. And we had a really emotional, tough conversation about the slow couple of months that they'd had sales-wise. Things felt so scary for them that they mentioned that they might need to close their doors or make their team redundant. As a fellow business owner, I was so heartbroken for them. I decided to offer them free ads management for a month to try help in any way that we could. And within that month, Zoya and the paid ads team did such an amazing job that not only did this client get to keep their doors open and keep all of their staff, they actually had one of their record months and since then have actually doubled their retaining with us and we now manage their Google ads and Meta ads combined. And this is why we exist. It was such a great reminder, even for me in that point in time for my business, we were in a very slow period ourselves and really struggling, that this is why we exist. We exist to help businesses. We exist to innovate and we exist to help. So thank you and a huge congrats to our paid ad specialist, Zoya. This was an amazing achievement to add to our list. Doesn't that just pull at your heartstrings in all the best ways? I'm so proud of that piece of content because not only is it obviously a story I'm really proud of, but I do feel like it really humanized us as a business and really helped humanize our content. We had so many of our existing clients actually comment on the post saying how amazing it is to work with us. And yeah, it was a very proud moment for me to see that clients were willingly commenting on this post and saying they love working with us. And you can expect a similar response from your customers when you humanize your content. They will want to engage with your content more. They will want to interact. They will want to take action. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if someone who was looking for an ads manager saw a video or, you know, saw a story like that and actually wanted to come on board as a client. Because not only did we get to tell the story of the client, we got to communicate what our values are as a business through that story, if that makes sense. So in a nutshell, with digital storytelling, it can be done in multiple different formats. It can be literally just a written caption. It can be videos. It can be audio. It can be voiceovers. Don't overthink it too much. Just think about stories that you can weave into your content and tell them in a way that feels authentic and true to you as a brand and person. Diving straight into my third tip of how to humanize your content And that is let your audience see more of the behind the scenes. Behind the scenes content is honestly 
killing it right now. I'm seeing it everywhere on Instagram, TikTok, even LinkedIn, and it's performing really, really well. A way that I have started to incorporate this into my own digital marketing strategy is I've literally just started to film pretty much everything I do in my day. If I'm sitting down replying to emails, I film it. If I'm going for a walk to get a coffee, I film it. If I'm meeting up with my team, I film it. And it's not that I'm going to use all of that content. It just means that I have a really solid bank of behind the scenes content that I can pull from and turn into cool videos that you might see on TikTok and Instagram. Another reason that I love filming everything and getting as much behind the scenes content as possible is because with apps like Splice, CapCut, even using the apps themselves, Instagram and TikTok, it's really easy to put a bunch of behind the scenes content together and then put a voice over the top of it and tell stories over it. So that example that I played earlier about our client story, I actually just put together a bunch of behind the scenes content of me, the team, uh, our clients, Literally some of the content was from years ago and I just put it all together in one video and then recorded a voiceover over the top of that, which one made our content a lot more engaging because there was something happening in the video for someone to watch along visually, but also to listen to verbally. And two, it meant that I didn't have to sit down, get ready to film a video, you know, think about what I'm wearing, think about the backdrop, all of that stuff. It just got rid of all of those worries So that has been my hack lately when I'm pushed for time on content. I literally will just put together a whole bunch of behind the scenes content and then record a voice over the top of it. And sometimes I'll actually write the script for the voiceover and read it over the top. And to be honest, when I look at our content performance, those voiceovers over the top of behind the scenes content are performing really, really well. Another tip for that is to always add subtitles. I feel like I could do a whole whole episode on this one, but yeah, I'm loving behind the scenes content. Start filming everything, even if it's the mundane stuff that you think nobody is interested in because it can be made interesting in the right piece of content. My fourth tip on how to humanize your content is to increase your transparency as a brand. So this could mean talking about your challenges, talking about mistakes that you've made as a brand, but it also doesn't have to be super serious and super negative either. So you could do things like share blooper videos or blooper reels. I know that I've got plenty of those. You could sit down and film a frequently asked question video where you're actually answering frequently asked questions as honestly and transparently as possible. I've also seen brands lately start to film their internal meetings and then share snippets from those internal meetings and those important discussions that they have with their audience. So say, for example, they're having an important discussion around uh, product development. They will actually film that meeting that they're having with their team and then take out key parts and key snippets and share that with their audience. And I think that is genius. An example of a brand who is nailing this. I think they might've been the brand that started it is uh, beginning boutique on TikTok. Follow them. If you're not already, they're really killing the game on TikTok right now, but they shared, I think it was part of their meeting discussing feedback that they'd gotten as a brand about their size ranges. I think it was and what they needed to do to improve as a brand based on that feedback that they had received And it was such an interesting piece of content. I couldn't get enough of it. It was like sitting in the meeting with them. And not only was it really engaging, 
I thought it was so cool because it's so rare to see that kind of transparency from brands, but it actually illustrated really clearly what beginning boutiques values actually are and that they actually care about their customers' feedback and their customers' experience with them. That said, I have also seen brands trying to copy this idea and trying to replicate this by hosting what looks like a fake and scripted meeting for content. I'm not sure if anyone else has seen this out there, but to me, there is nothing more cringe and it's so easy to spot when somebody is faking something for the sake of content. So I definitely don't want to encourage people kind of hosting a meeting that wouldn't actually be happening unless they were trying to create content out of it. Start just filming things within your meetings that are actually existing. So for example, I might film something from our team's Monday morning whip meetings when we're running through our wins and challenges for the week and just making sure that the transparency that you're providing is actually real and not staged because it's so easy to spot now. But yeah, take a look at Beginning Boutique on TikTok. I also think Faith the Label, Brittany Saunders' brand, nails this as well. I think they've started filming sample videos. So when they start getting samples of their products in, they film the process of what it looks like to actually choose the product and to actually design the clothes that they sell. So yeah, I think you can do this as a product-based brand. You can do it as a service-based brand. It's a really cool way to increase your transparency. And lastly, tip number five on how to humanize your content is to become the face of your business. Some of you are going to feel deeply, deeply uncomfortable by that, and I might have lost you there, but some of you might already do this or want to do this. And while I won't say it's essential for building your brand, because there's definitely brands out there who don't really have a face and you never really see the founder or know who started the business, I do think it's the quickest and strongest way to humanize your content. Because at the end of the day, as business owners, we can tell our story of our brand and tell our vision and our mission better than anybody else. And this will always be the case, no matter who you bring into your business, how amazing they are, how much they understand your brand and your vision and your values. You as the founder or as the business owner, as the CEO will always be able to tell your story the best. So becoming the face of your business and being in your content is a really amazing way to humanize your content. Now, I'm not saying you need to be in every single piece of content yourself or that you need to manage your own social media. You definitely don't need to do that stuff. But I do think it's important that you have some sort of input in your own social media presence for your brand. Because when a business owner or a founder believes in their own product or service, I think that's one of the strongest statements you can make. And building a personal brand off the back of that will bring you and your business more opportunities than you can ever imagine. So where I think us as founders and as business owners can come into the content strategy is definitely talk being the face of the business when you want to communicate something to do with your vision, or maybe you want to tell your origin story, how you started the business, why you started the business, why you bought the business what you have planned for your business, if there's any key changes in your business as well. I think that should be you delivering that news and your face should be alongside that. I would definitely encourage you to embrace video content as much as you can, jumping on your stories, filming content where your face is in it, 
or even voiceovers, like I've mentioned, I think three or four times already in this podcast episode is another really amazing way to build a relationship with your audience. Behind the scenes imagery, again, filming yourself and getting more of you and your team into the content doesn't need to just be the glamorous stuff. Becoming the face of your business and being more involved in your business will humanize your content in the strongest and quickest way possible. And there you have it. I really hope this was helpful and inspired you to humanize your content in some way, shape or form. And I hope maybe some of you even listened to this and thought, yeah, I'm actually already doing a couple of those things because if you are good for you, you're on the right track. If this is something that you need help with, I would love to hear from you. But otherwise, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be deep diving into every single platform. I'm going to be deep diving into TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and paid ads on an individual episode each where I'm going to be chatting a lot more about the concept of humanizing your content on each of those different platforms. I will catch you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on pretty much every social media platform that there is. My favorites at the moment are TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn. But otherwise, I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye.